The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. Viewers be advised, the show is rad. Loosely Canon Podcast does not own any of these stories or properties. All characters and stories shared on this show are fictional, and any likeness to real people or situations are coincidental. We blow up planets. What is your point? (laughs) I have a 401k. I have full benefits. (laughs) What do you have, Rose? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) I see the rebellion gave you dental benefits. Back to Lucy Cannon, a podcast where true love is just around the corner and just a fan fiction away. Join with me, as always, is my friend Q. Hello, I'm Q, and I'm uh, Andrew's friend. Yes, and I am Andrew. We need to get you a tagline, buddy. We need to get you a catchphrase. I mean, my catchphrase was literally just catch you on the flip side. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, that's but like maybe, something, maybe something to lead with. Like, uh, what's juicy? Okay, yeah, sure, that, <laughs> that, that works. What's juicy? What's, what's yeah? What's juicy? Or uh, like like you're introducing me. You're like, hey, I'm here as always with my co-host Q, and I'm like, I'm Q. What's juicy? I like it. Yeah, sure, we can make that a thing. <laughs> All right, we're back again with a new fan fiction this week, and I'm really excited because this week is the week of May the fourth. Exactly, which is of course massive Star Wars celebration day. Big big Star Wars fans. Yeah, we are yeah. immense Star Wars fans. Uh, I think we talk about it a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I love Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. Yeah, it seems like before the sequels, I feel like you were just a regular Star Wars fan, and then Kylo Ren existed, and then you got all of the memorabilia of him. I was a regular Star Wars fan. Uh, I loved Star Wars, and then I met Kylo Ren, and now I'm just a Kylo Ren fan. If that makes sense. Yes. Which 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 part did? made you fall in love was it episode seven or is it that shirtless scene in episode eight i mean it was episode seven really but the shirtless scene definitely helped yeah yeah ben swolo ben swolo loved him yeah yeah no could bench press a planet with that thing <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah episode seven to me personally is one of my favorite star wars films i believe jj abrams does a lot to like build like the suspense for what's going to come next for the next couple trilogy movies not everybody was completely happy with what happened the two movies after the seventh one and i know there's a lot of controversy on the seventh one about it being just a rehash of the fourth but i enjoyed the seventh movie i like how you started off like this is a controversial opinion but not <laughs> everyone liked the new sequel trilogy i'm like yeah no I, yeah yeah i mean that's pretty star wars fans are really contentious yeah it makes me depressed a little bit to think about it a little bit i get we're not going to focus on too much but we're going to talk about two characters today that I feel were very underutilized in the sequel trilogy. Of course, I'm going to talk first about is Commander, and I didn't know this was his first name, Armitage Hux. That's his first name? Yes. It's wow. kind, of a, it's kind okay. of a badass first name. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm feeling it. Um, He's kind of like Kylo Ren's like commander, his like guy in the chair. He's the, the I guess, boots on the ground leader of the First Order. Who's the similar guy for the 
Uh, I would say like Moff Tarkin from like yeah. Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's like the Moff Tarkin of of the First Order. Younger, who, who I've been told is a very big deal and is I think in Episode Four for like two scenes. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't spend a lot of time in in Episode Four. It's in the expanded canon. I swear. Read the books that are no longer canon. <laughs> yeah, read read those. Hux, of course, he kind of started off like as like an imposing like kind of like obviously imperial character you know he's very uh demanding uh he wants like the rebellion to submit to him or whatever and then i think as the movies go on he becomes more and more of a joke i think in the last episode he's revealed to be a spy (laughs) he is immediately shot and killed by kylo ren (laughs) like there isn't even an exchange like i think kylo ren just looks at him like bang and then he's dead and i'm like what uh yeah, he was a spy not because he was a good guy, but because he hated that Kylo Ren was now the supreme leader. I think yeah, which which low key was one of the coolest stories of the newest movie. It's just it wasn't utilized very well, in my personal opinion. I I don't know if that's the coolest thing about the the newest movie. It's I think like the coolest. Of... I think the coolest thing about the newest movie is when um, Oscar Isaac is standing there and he's just like, so somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> somehow. Or they fly now. They fly now. And the other character, unfortunately, the more contentious of the two, uh, Rose Tico, who debuted in episode eight, uh-huh. uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, she appeared as a rebel fighter um, whose sister is killed in the opening, like, crawl uh, in a really, I'm going to be honest, it's a really badass scene. It's a cool scene. And she kind of has the role of making Finn stay with the rebellion, which is a whole other thing that I can get into, but that's bonus content stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rose's character, I think, was not received very well by some fans. And when I say some fans, I mean some assholes on the internet who were absolutely awful to um, the actress. uh, Marie Tran, I believe is her name, or Kelly Marie Tran. I think that's it. Yeah, people were really, really mean. I mean, obviously, so even if you disagree with her role in the film, which I'm going to be honest, I don't know why people are disagreeing with her role in the film. It's like I hear a lot of people were like, oh, they just introduced a random new character. Okay, that's what movies do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's how you expand the universe. <laughs> random characters are introduced all the time. But even if you disagree with her character's role, don't go after the actress. She's just doing her best. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if this was uh, the third movie's director's response, but uh, in response to the not positive feedback in the eighth movie, uh, Rose is absolutely a footnote in the ninth movie. Yeah, unfortunately, because I actually liked her character. Yeah, uh, I think in the ninth movie she says, hey guys, good luck. And then she shows back up at the final battle for like a few scenes. Absolutely wasted potential there. So that's why I'm really excited to say that our fandom today is the Ginger Rose community. Uh, did you know about this ship? I didn't know about it until you told me we were going to be doing that. Yeah, that's how usually how that works out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Ginger Rose community actually ships uh, Commander Hux and Rose Tico together. And it all starts from a deleted scene. Now, the ship existed beforehand, but there's allegedly a deleted scene from The Last Jedi, which we just watched, uh-huh. uh, where uh, Kelly Marie Tran's character bites uh, Hux's finger 
I guess when they were captured. It was a funny scene. I don't know. I don't know why they took it out. Uh, she is on his finger for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just like a single bite. She bit and held. Yeah, she did. Um, and that kind of helped start the the kind of the fanfic. And I just gotta give a shout out to all the people on Twitter. The Ginger Rose community has been very sweet. We've been sharing all of their stuff on our socials and. I gotta be honest, they have good taste. I'm, yeah, look, they do. I'm looking at all their like little picture boards that they got. It's really nice. Yeah, I so I didn't even know what Ginger Rose was until you told me what what was gonna be happening, what we were gonna be reading. I looked a little bit more into it. I started reading messages from the Ginger Rose community, and honestly, I ship it now. Yeah, I I, I, I like it. Yeah, I I didn't know anything about it when I originally heard about it. I was like, nah, that's weird. I mean, I evil guy, good character. Like, I don't I didn't understand it. Until I kind of dove a little deeper, uh, somebody was telling me that they're like the tech side of Kylo and Ray. Where yeah, like, yeah, they're like the 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 human non force side of it. Yeah, we're the like the good uh, and the bad. Yeah, we're like Hux created the the scanner, and then she created the scrambler for the scanner, and so I I they're, didn't know they're, they're perfect opposites. Uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about that until uh, I was being told about it, and honestly, I ship it now. Like it's really cool. I like it. Also, I just want to give a general shout out. I have forgotten the person's at, but I was scrolling through Ginger Rose content and I saw someone's post that said, you're telling me Hux went into a meeting where he knew he was a spy and he didn't have like any like body armor on him to protect him from like being shot. And you know what? I support that theory. Hux is still alive out there somewhere. Oh. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Long live Hux. Yeah. Also, Kylo's still alive. <clears throat> no, he had one kiss. Leave, leave him alone. He had one <laughs> No, stop. He had one kiss and he was like, "Ah, oh, my virginity's over." <laughs> and then he faded away. And Ray's like, "That's not what virginity is." And he's like, "Still dead." <laughs> no longer incel. Bye. <laughs> I think we should get into it. As always, make sure you support this week's author. This is from Elf Maiden of Light on AO3. You can also find her on Twitter as well as the entire Ginger Rose community. This is her story, If Hux Could Kill, which I love that. Yeah, that's, I a, love that's a that sick title. name. That's a sick name. This is the one thing I really love about fanfic writers is they know how to make a good title. Yeah, I, pretty much every single title you've read to me is like, man, this this story's about to go hard. I was like, I wish I had thought of that. Um, so as always, make sure you check out the link in our show notes for the original story. We're going to be hopping around a bit. If Hux Could Kill by Elf Maiden of Light. For months, Hux has been supplying the Resistance with sensitive, first-order intelligence, meeting with Rose on various planets to facilitate their top-secret data transfers. During their most recent rendezvous, they are suddenly ambushed by a new foe, a bounty hunter sent to tail the spy and eliminate them. Adrenaline running high from their desperate struggle for survival, the pair give in to the growing tension between them, finding comfort and releasing each other's arms after fighting for their lives. That's the summary? Yes. Oh, I, I like that. I, I do too. You know what? It, you know, this was dedicated to them, so we're going to give it that. This story is dedicated to Brit and Karma, my partners in crime. Shout out to Brit and Karma. Also, sh- once again, I, shout out to the community. They have these really fun, uh, like, little art boards, just pictures to, like, give you the vibe of their stories. Yeah, they do a lot of the art boards I've seen on Twitter. Those are really cool. Yeah, no, they... I need to get their advice on, like, (laughs) (laughs) styling. It's good. After the rain the night before, the industrial city of Zanatu was gleaming, 
the light reflecting off the immense durasteel buildings almost too bright in the afternoon sun. Off to the side of one of the bustling market streets, Rose checked the chronometer on her wrist. For once, she was early. Vindication and glee swelled within her. Typically, Rose was never early. Last minute tinkering or, admittedly, oversleeping usually made her at least ten minutes late. Ain't that the truth, sister? I'm never late for anything. That's a, that's fucking bullshit. I've never been late <clears throat> for nope, any nope. work shifts or anything like that. I will not accept you lying to our community. <laughs> <laughs> this time, however, she'd made sure to set all her instruments a good 15 minutes fast. This time, he wouldn't be able to tease her about it. It took her a few meetings to realize that all his backhander remarks and subtle digs meant he was simply teasing her. At first, she thought he was being an ass. Just another way to put her down. And maybe it had started out that way. But Rose suspected he'd begun to enjoy riling her up for the fun of it. She could see it when he pestered her over one thing or another, and his lip would start to curl into a smirk, only it tilted more toward a fond expression with none of the old hatred behind it. Rose wasn't sure how that made her feel. It was all certainly preferable to him raging at her, almost without her noticing. His gradually less hostile manner had softened how she regarded him, even if he insisted on getting under her skin. Well, this go-around, she'd be the one to needle him. Rose looked up and down the roadway, checking one side of the street and then the other. Various carts crowd the already tight, tightly packed lane, the voices of merchants loudly haggling goods filling the air, storefronts overflowing onto the grungy pavement. Figures of all kinds meandered about their daily lives, stepping around filthy street urchins, dirty puddles, and the rising steam of street grates, off-gassing from the immense factories that made the city the crowded, soot-covered maze that it was. This city does not sound fun to be in. Yeah, no, but I do enjoy the description of the city. The little world building thing they got here is—is is this a, is this a city or a planet that we've been to before in the Star Wars canon? I'm not sure. It said Zanatu. I've never heard of it. No, this this is a whole new world. I think. A I'm not finding. New world. I'm not finding on Wikipedia anywhere. Crazily enough, the way that the the city's been described, it seems like an actual Star Wars city to me. So I know, right? Uh, I actually love the uh, the steamy grates. You know what that means, right? Uh, no. Some shit down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say it, but thanks for reminding me. It was Wednesday, just after Taco Tuesday. Oh, God. The steamy grates lifted into the nostrils. No. <laughs> he never met her in the same place twice. It was all part of the rules or whatever. Rose had to admit the mission part of it all was a welcome addition to her duties since it meant she got to travel a bunch of new planets she never would have otherwise have caused to visit. It had been a few months since they started this little dance of theirs, his intelligence gathering and subsequent passing of information off to the resistance through Rose. When they'd first begun, the hateful tension between them was thick, palpable, and Rose hadn't been sure if she could honor their arrangement and keep from socking him right in his arrogant face. Are they ever going to bring up the fact that he is probably indirectly responsible or directly responsible for his sister's death? Maybe. I don't know. I think he is, however, directly responsible for, like, seven planets being destroyed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let him have a moment, Q. <laughs> Let him have the moment. Okay. It was better now. Or rather, their accord was less murderous than before. It had become almost co-worker-like. Not quite amiable. Hux was still a pretentious prick. But sometimes Rose would catch glimpses of the man, not the general. 
glimpses of his dry wit, his obvious technological brilliance, or even rarer, his softer expressions. Humor, relief, triumph. She'd only seen these fleetingly out of the corner of her eye when he thought she wasn't looking, but she definitely hadn't imagined them. All these things revealed him to be human, not just the monster she thought him to be. That made him tolerable, at least. Rose tapped her foot impatiently, stilling as she heard a huffing breath behind her. Now this is a rare surprise. Rose whirled around to see Armitage Hux standing in the alleyway behind her, posture ever perfect under his long, black, great coat. He was sporting his usual flat cap hat, one she'd seen him many times since their first meeting, a last-ditch effort to hide his shock of ginger hair. Rose cocked her hip, hand planting there. Well, 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 she crooned. Look who finally decided to show up. She couldn't help but grin in triumph. I am perfectly on time, thank you. Huck snapped, chin tilting up to regard her with an air of distaste. Sharp cheekbones making his expression look even sharper. From under his cap's brim shadow, his green bright eyes regarded her, ever appraising, ever cautious. To her delight, he glowered, but then a slow rolling smirk pulled at the corner of his mouth. Tell me, Tico, he muttered with dark enjoyment. Did you have to set all your timepieces ten minutes fast to beat me here? Rose's mouth dropped off before she could sob herself, heat flooding her face. That, no, she lied, knowing full well that he was more than capable of seeing through her deceit. Fifteen, then, he amended, taking a step towards her, close enough that she had to lean back to keep him in her line of sight. Looking up into his stupidly smug, begrudgingly handsome face, Rose thought he appeared even more tired than usual. Lilac bruises were visible under his eyes from lack of sleep. Rose took a step back out of the nefarious aura he always seemed to emanate. How's everything back at the, uh, evil lair? Hux frowned at her, clearly not willing to take the joke. I am not here to discuss my daily goings-on. Do you have your data pad? I haven't got all day, Tico. Sheesh, I was only asking, she said, extracting the device out of her back pocket. It's called polite conversation, okay? Honestly, I don't even care. <laughs> I like how she's just like you suck to talk to. <laughs> she's like honestly, I was just asking to be polite. Go fuck yourself. I do not give a fuck. <laughs> the weird thing about Star Wars is usually in in times like this it's it's like a political opinion almost. It's like, "Oh, I believe the the first order is doing the right thing." "Oh, no, I believe the the rebels or the republic's doing the right thing." It, he doesn't even he doesn't even fight her on the evil layer. I think he knows he's the bad guy. He's like, yes, we all wear matching uniforms that are all dark gray and stark white. <laughs> we blow up planets. What is your point? <laughs> I have a 401k. For real. I have full benefits. <laughs> what do you have, Rose? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. You have them chompers and nothing else. I see the rebellion gave you dental benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't even care. Her own words echoed in her head as they walked. Despite herself, Rose had to admit she did care. If only because he was the resistance's lifeline to their inner workings of the First Order. That was all. If he was running himself into the ground, then he was bound to make a mistake and get caught. 
get killed. The thought bubbled up something unpleasant in the pit of her stomach. The image of Hux, forced to his knees, coiffed hair out of place, moments from death and outed as a traitor, as helpless as she had been. If it's any consolation, that's not how it happened. It was more of just standing there, oblivious, and then <laughs> abruptly shot. <laughs> it's just bam. Oh, heavens. But he's still alive. I am a firm believer in that theory. If there's one thing we all know that every Star Wars fan can agree upon is it is surprisingly hard to kill someone in Star Wars. A little bit, yeah. Unless you are a really cool villain, in which case it is super freaking easy. Not Well, no, because uh, Darth Maul lives past that and more. Look, General Grievous got killed in the same movie he's introduced, and I am still upset about it. Yeah, but he's in the Clone Wars show, which that is does, cool. That's retroactive. I don't... Uh, bring back my boy with bronchitis. <laughs> You're telling me he didn't have armor inside of his lungs? See, what happened is he actually survived the gunshot, but then he died of bronchitis later. <laughs> <laughs> he coughed once and was like, oh, that one felt different. <clears throat> what have you got for us this time? Rose questioned, peering over, her body jostling against him as they swam against the throng of market-goers. Hux disliked the overly familiar contact, but it was more of a product of the congested streets than her wanting to actually touch him, so he let it slide. A new laser, apparently, he muttered. Apparently, Rose echoed, grinning slyly. What don't you know? I have not been assigned to this particular project, he stated curtly, burying the cold, bitter feeling of having his own division usurped out from under him. Ren having relegated him to a non-essential station, and Pride having cut him out of the First Order's most inner workings. I like how he's just like, they have demoted me to a desk job. (laughs) I no longer have the corner office. (laughs) The one with the excellent view of space. (laughs) It is the optimal view from the water cooler and the Xerox machine. (laughs) I know what it's like to feel sidelined, she added after a moment, noting his questioning gaze. Not that I'm sympathizing with you or anything. No, he breathed, feeling an odd sort of emotion at her words, even if he did not understand what or why. Of course not. Unconsciously, Hux had lowered his hand so the screen was held out between them and they could both watch the loading bar fill, agonizingly slow. You are in need of more advanced hardware, he said at length. Rose hummed. I know a certain someone who could sneak us something. Surely not. Huck snorted. Sound adjacent to a laugh. If I give on on data pads, you'll soon be asking me to smuggle you out of a TIE fighter. Rose's breath caught in her voice. Ooh, do you think you give me a TIE fighter, though? So you can get me a TIE like. Yeah, just casually, like, hey. Yeah, hey, I know this conversation has not been leading up to, like, a wonderful friendship, But do you think you can let me borrow a fucking spaceship? (laughs) I also want to make note that TIE fighters have got to be the equivalent of like those jacked up trucks and motorcycles that make the loud ass noises because, you know, Uh, you know, that awful noise they make when they fly. And it's just like, oh, man, do you think people in like the galaxy just hear TIE fighters go by and they think fucking jackass? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we get it. The first order has a small dick. (laughs) Huck smirked cheeky woman rose gasped flinching as huck's glove hand suddenly gripped her by the back of the neck she was about to cry out in shock but he pushed her down 
hard, her knees buckling from the sheer force of him. She stumbled, crouching as he did, pulled into him as his body instinctively shielded hers. Above, slicing through the air exactly where they had been standing, a blazing cross bowcaster bolt streaked overhead and burst into a wall of a building, showering the streets with sparks and noise. A collective gasping scream went up around them as the locals panicked. Rose gaped at the burning debris of the shop overhang that the bolt had shredded. What, what in the hell? Hux didn't waste any more time. Still crouched, he gripped Rose by the wrist, tugging her through the tightening crowd, ducking away from the street and into an alleyway. As they pushed through stunned onlookers, he broke into a run, pulling her along with him. Hux! Hux! What was that? Her panicked voice came from over his shoulder as she struggled to keep up with his pace, their slapping footfalls echoing as they ran, splattering through dirty puddles in the Duracrete as they made their escape. Obviously, Hux thought, mind racing, someone had followed him. So they're going to be running a bit. Like one of those cool chase scenes from like yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise. Movie. Yeah, there's this really cool, There's they're, they're darting through the alleyways. She holds on to his dick for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Rose. <laughs> Use both hands. <laughs> Just make sure you don't apply more than eight pounds of pressure. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. <laughs> So so they finally get to a point where they can uh, kind of just have a moment. Get a hold of yourself, he growled, shaking her by the arm, rage and tension coursing through him, even as he saw the sheen of sweat upon her brow and how she looked at him, like they were both about to tumble over a cliff together. He set his mouth into a grim line, holding her gaze, gripping her tight. Your weapon. Get it out. Her throat worked soundlessly. She looked frozen. Uh, uh, uh. Hux clenched his teeth. Rose! The closed door to the warehouse burst open, banging against its hinges, startling them both. Hux pivoted around to face their attacker, dropping Rose's arm and shoving her behind him, stepping away. Framed by sunlight, a tall, lanky figure stepped into the room, small cross bowcaster in her hands. Her heel boots clicked as they strode forward, the door's rebounding momentum swinging it closed again with a metallic clang. You run pretty fast. For a skinny little rat. The woman's voice with its bold accent and heavy rolling R's was slightly muffled by a pointed metal mask obscuring the lower half of her face, ending at the neck of her bodysuit, black, shiny, and tight, encasing her very dark purple skin and leaving little to the imagination. Her head was shorn smooth, her yellow slit pupil eyes narrowing as she took in her prey. I'm getting kind of hot. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool villain. Can can we get a can I get a fic of her, please? <laughs> please do fan art of this. Uh, Give me some fan art. Come on. <laughs> I need to know. Email it specifically to uh, looselycannonpodcast at gmail dot com. So it's kind of bad. I don't. By the way, she's talking. I don't think she'd be down for praise kink. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Unless I mean, unless she liked being called a rat. <laughs> 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 this woman, she was a bounty hunter for sure. Huck squared his shoulders, arms at his sides. His wrist flicked slightly, and Rose watched as a thin, glinting blade dropped down from his sleeve and into his hand. Look at the flick of the wrist, the wrist. I like how Hux is like, ah, I see you have a high-powered crossbow with lasers. Uh, time for the old switchblade. <laughs> Who had hired her? Not Wren. That spoiled child was too arrogant to outsource such a job. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know he doesn't like him. 
The woman's eyes grew intense like she was grinning under her mask. She hoisted up her crossbow, aiming at level at where Hux was standing. Stop! Rux was... Rux. That's my new ship name for this. Rux. Rux. It's Rux. Rose was shocked for a moment by the sound of her own voice. The bounty hunter paused, brow furrowing, almost as if she hadn't noticed Rose had been standing there. Too focused on her prize. She cocked her head at the small blaster Rose was leveling in her direction. Rose kept the barrel trained toward the woman, channeling all her feeling to the viciousness of her voice. You shoot him, I shoot you, Rose said, trying not to think about how impulsive this all was. How she didn't even have a plan. Yeah, just shoot her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. That's a pretty solid plan in the situation. Yeah, if she didn't even see you, you could have just shot her and and uh, Hux would just be alive. Yeah. The General Armitage Hux. His face remained impassive, but hearing her say his name like that, Hux felt something strange swell within him. Her words were a mix of admiration and awe. Praise kink. Praise kink. I think Hux is probably like, oh. Yeah, maybe, no. maybe we can get like a... Menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Let's see where this goes. One of the bounty hunter's eyebrows quirked up. Rose rolled her eyes. Look, the resistance doesn't care about getting involved with first order infighting. We've got enough on our plate. You can have him. Trust me. The bounty hunter hadn't shot them. Not yet. So she must have at least considered Rose's words. This is true, she muttered, lowering her small crossbow. The first order can eat their own for all I care. She turned her gaze to Hux. I'm sure General Pride will pay up just a bit more for the chance to kill you himself. Undoubtedly, Hux thought blandly. With her free hand, the woman reached into her utility belt, extracting a pair of stun cuffs. Rose lowered her blaster. No! <laughs> She's putting the weapon down. You could shoot. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the weapon's down. Shoot her. Yeah, just bam. Bing bada bing. Now, be a good boy, the woman cooed. You should thank your resistance friend here for your stay in execution. Go on, she tutted. Don't be such a cold bass. Ah. Hux watched in wide-eyed astonishment as the bottom of Rose's boots struck the bounty hunter in the back of her knee, sending her stumbling forward. Oh, there you go. Maybe maybe I'm advocating too much for murder here, but <laughs> yeah. the well, blaster would have been a lot more effective. I mean, it is Rose, right? Maybe she's just a good person, and she's like, yeah, instead of murdering this lady, maybe I'll just capture her and convince mm. her to do some sort of, you know, threesome. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly the opening he needed. Huck swung up and caught the woman's hand, currently holding the crossbow, pushing it aside as he ducked a fraction, thrusting the knife up, aiming at the gap between her bodysuit and her helmet. The woman was fast, reeling back into Rose but avoiding the knife, sending Rose stumbling backward to the ground. Hux aborted the jab, rounding his clenched fist down instead to the woman's wrist, held fast in his other hand. The hit was punishing, making her hand spasm, the crossbow falling to the ground with a clatter. Hux kicked it away, skidding across the dirt-crete floor. They circled each other as Rose groaned, sitting up, regaining a grip on her blaster. From her position on the floor, she aimed at the bounty hunter. So she's still not 100% sure on shooting. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> Hux and the assassin were a whirlwind of knives and violence. She couldn't get a shot off without the risk of hitting Hux. A small voice told her to take the shot anyway. It wasn't like Hux was really on her side. He'd sell her and the resistance out the first chance he got. So why did she hesitate? Was it because she saw his brilliance? His potential? 
Did she imagine what impact he could have if his efforts weren't wasted on war and death? Or did she think fondly of their clandestine meetings, the wit that kept her on her toes, and the burning fire in his gaze, pushing her to best him? She bit her lip, one eye closed shut, the other squinting as she tried to get a clean shot. Her pulse pounded in her ears as she watched Hux duck and lash out at his opponent, surprisingly nimble and deadly with the small blade. She took the small opening to rear back and sock Hux right in the jaw. His expression coalesced into fury, baring his teeth, winding up for another strike, but the bounty hunter had extracted something else from her belt, and before Rose could cry out in warning, the small device connected with Hux's side, shocking him with a jolt of electricity and crumpling him to the floor. Rose scrambled to her feet as the bounty hunter knelt briefly, prying the monomolecular blade out of his limp hand. Get away from him, Rose growled, advancing with her blaster, fear trickling down her spine as the woman rose back up to her full height, now wielding both the taser and the knife. So so there's there's this, there's a tussle and um Hux gets back up to his feet. The woman snarled, writhing in Hux's grasp, trying to wrench herself free even as Hux held her firm. Jerking his arm back to choke her, her arms flailed wildly as she twisted, and Rose watched in horror as the now jagged hilt of Hux's own knife sunk into the flesh of his right bicep, eliciting from him a loud grunt of pain. The fresh wound only seemed to enrage him further, and the arm he was using to choke the bounty hunter lifted up against the side of her face, his other hand darting up to grip the opposite side of her head. With a jerking motion, he pulled his hands, and Rose heard the woman's next snap as her head twisted violently to one side. Damn. In that one quick moment, it was all over, and Hux dropped his hold as the woman's body crumpled to the floor. He backed away from the bounty hunter's limp form, moving towards the wall to rest and gather himself. God damn. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, is that our first murder in a story on the podcast? Oh, you know. It's the first one I've read. Does the it's mo- also my least favorite kind. Does, I, I hate neck snapping in movies. That just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Does the mummy count? I don't think so. Because they did, they killed the mummy. They also killed the mummy's. No, friends. the mummy was already dead. Oh yeah, and the mummy also returned. He returneth. Re- he returneth. Yeah. <laughs> I came <gasps> back. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is after the fight, and uh, Hux has Rose against the wall. Because, you know, nothing is the strongest aphrodisiac of all but near-death experience. And uh, I assume the dead corpse of a bounty hunter. A hot bounty hunter. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, hot. Once again, fan art, let's get on that. Rose gaped at him, at his mouth to be exact. Like she couldn't believe what she'd just done. He snarled, if this is a trick. No. Rose shot back, almost surprised at her own insistence. At how much she needed him to trust her. A muscle in his jaw twitched, watching her warily, even as his voice pitched lower, more strained. The green in his eyes glinting, heated and eager despite his reservation. Deploying an attractive young woman as an operative, it's not unheard of. You think I'd... After what we just... As she tried to defend herself, her eyebrows jumped up, finally registering all his words, her incredulity melting into intrigue. Attractive? Attractive, huh? Hux glowered at her, still breathing hard, but she saw the way his eyes roamed over her body. Unbearably frustrated and beginning to come down off the high of the fight, Rose needed an answer. Look, do you want to do this or not? She hissed. I'm not going to wait forever, Hux. I can walk out of here right now. Rose gave a startled gasp of pleasure. 
as he took hold of her and spun them around, so was he who fully pinned her with his hands and his hips against the duracrete wall. She could feel the press of his erection on the inside slope of her thigh. <laughs> nice. The sensation making her head spin. Nice. nice. And like that, much like the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise, this is not a story you're likely to hear here. But if you do want to read the rest of it, please check out the link at the bottom of our show notes to AO3 for Elf Maiden of Lights, If Hucks Could Kill. We're going to play you the rest of our highlights of the reading along with a little number. So please enjoy. Fisting her hand in his expensive feeling shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? That's the first use of the word fisting on the podcast and it's not in the context I thought it'd be. So it's true. I think that is our first fisting. (laughs) You ever just fist a shirt before? Uh, Yeah. That's how I get my hands through the sleeves. There you go. I fist my way through. Right there. I really have to know, are they still in the same room with the bounty hunter? <laughs> they just like... Because that's got to be awkward. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, do me right here. Okay, not right here because there's blood. A little. Do me over there. Oh, God, it's, it's smelling. Oh, no. He didn't bother removing his shirt or his coat or even his pants for that matter. They were both desperate for the warmth the other would provide. Proof, however temporary, that they both survived. Like I was just like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother taking off anything. Hell no. <laughs> Fully clothed, that's how we do it here. This is quick access. <laughs> In and out. <laughs> I don't know if grinding on leather, is that a plus? Uh, I don't know why I'm asking you, but... Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't have a, a leather thing, but... Have you ever ground, grinded on leather? Or leather? Leather? No, never. I mean, unless you unless you get like slam on the brakes when you're in a car that has leather seats, that gets you going. Sure, <laughs> why not? Uh. Pushing aside the soaked fabric of her underwear, he did it again, tracing her folds with a finger. Ah, uh-huh. I hate that word for some reason. <laughs> uh. God, if I if I read pre-cum in this story, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Plunging his tongue into her mouth and thrusting a leather-clad digit up inside of her. Oh, he's still wearing gloves? Yeah, I guess so. He's, Yikes. He's like, they will not find fingerprints on me anywhere. <laughs> I still have the blood of the, the bounty hunter on me. No. <laughs> Crooking his finger inside of her. Like, like a little shepherd's crook. He's just moving around and they're like, ah. <laughs> Next one out. But, have, I mean, have you seen Hux? Gets the juices flowing. I think this the story finally nails it. Hux fucks. Hux fucks. You can have that one community. Hux fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Until she took him to the hilt. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. We're not talking about lightsabers here, people. Yes, take my lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with your dick? I have the Count Dooku handle. It's bent. (laughs) (laughs) It's a medical condition. (laughs) Look, my favorite characters are Kylo Ren. Sasuke. Sasuke. Neji. Hiei. I mean... I I like uh, emotionally repressed. Yeah, characters. apparently you just like the emos. 
Hux allowed himself to forget that he was fucking his enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his enemy was Kylo Ren. If we want to write fanfic about that, stop. <laughs> I, I I love I love how she's really into it, and he's just like, "Yes, is is this feeling good for you?" <laughs> he had never heard his name uttered in such a way before, buddy. Did how did she utter it? Um, she's going like, mm, fuck, yeah, hugs, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yeah, hugs. Uh, I was imagining that when she starts moaning his name, she's going to say the whole the whole thing. Mm, yes, fuck, General yes. the First Order, Armitage hugs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think she's fisting here? The anus. It's his hair. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> There's hair on the anus. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, his exhaust port. <laughs> TLDR, he jizzed. I'm coming. <laughs> Take that, Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo's just standing there in like, the, the Star Destroyer's like, feel a disturbance in the force someone else has had sex before me <laughs> <laughs> he's just practicing kissing kissing in the mirror <laughs> he's, just, he's like mm, yeah ray you like that he's like it's like that scene from uh from space balls where he's got like little toys and he's like oh kylo <laughs> oh ray oh kylo oh ray kylo looks like he would write fanfic about himself <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. He he definitely writes po- writes poetry for sure. And then, Ray and Kylo went off into the galaxy to rule forever together, and they fucked and had sex a lot. A, the a, end. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was. She started, but then trailed off. Still hazy in the afterglow. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Oh, man. Hux, what are you doing? We, we just finished. I'm looking up for new jobs on Indeed. <laughs> I. <laughs> Turns out the benefits package is not as good as I thought it was. I'm silent quitting. Is he still inside her? Slowly, he slid from her. <laughs> <laughs> he extracted the data stick. I don't know. She extracted his data stick. <laughs> <laughs> and Rose thought he looked rather sweet and drowsy as he did so. She wondered what he was thinking as he watched her pull her pants back on one leg at a time. After she'd slipped her feet back in her shoes, Hux gave her back the tablet. Still unsteady, Rose wobbled as she took it and was surprised that he let her lean against him for a moment. We should pot ways, he said eventually, shifting his weight slightly. They'd already been careless enough. Who knew if anyone would come after the bounty hunter when she did not return? From here, you should be able to reach your port or call a few tracks south and then east again. Her heart jumped. Oh, right. They made for the exit, leaving their fallen enemy behind them. They were in the same fucking room. Oh, no. So I've heard that like the human like the brain stays alive 
for a bit and can like still see things. Oh. Are you telling me this lady was like gets killed by Hux and she's just sitting there like, oh, are they having sex right now? Oh no. You are fucking kidding me. God damn it. I can't feel my anything. <laughs> this is fucking screaming in silent agony. <laughs> She's just standing there. She's just sitting there like. (laughs) Rose trying not to look at the bounty hunter's body. She'd sort of forgotten in the heat of the moment. (laughs) That was the most insulting thing. Damn. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You were here. That's right. (laughs) Huck stared at her, not knowing what to say, eventually grunting in assent as they stepped out into the shadowed light of the warehouse district. Rose took a deep breath of fresh air, her body aching pleasantly in all the right places. I'll be sure to rip apart all of your intel before our next meeting, she teased gently, tucking the data pad back into her pocket. The small smile Huck's gave her was unexpectedly soft, even as it tilted even as it tilted up more to one side in a slight smirk. His green eyes were unreadable as he regarded her. I should hope so. I feel like Rose gives so much. <laughs> and he gives so damn little. He, sometimes he's just a wet blanket. Hux nodded in farewell, hands shoved into his coat pockets, watching as she moved away from him, opposite the direction she was opposite the direction he was headed and down the street. Once before she turned the corner and he lost sight of her, she looked back, and he didn't miss the expression she gave him. Something new, something warm, and unfurled this strange sort of contentment in his chest. The feeling she had elicited lingered there, even as she slipped away and out of sight, even as he made sure the coast was clear before staring, before starting back towards where he docked his own ship. Wait, nobody told me there was docking in this one. I was like, he already docked a ship. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like three innuendos I've done for vaginal sex in this one episode. Uh, Docking is not vaginal. Yeah, I know, but the reference I did. I guess. It's been a while since we've done... uh, Hey, hey guys, Q really wants docking in our next fanfic, so make sure you send us Please something. Please don't. I was just joking. We're going to cut this. No, it's happening. <laughs> We're cutting it. I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> For the I'm first time in a long time, strolling back up the lane, Hux felt light, unburdened, despite his even more tenuous position in the order. Well, he could deal with pride in the botched hit job later. For now, he could only think of Rose and how the thought of seeing her again was already as addicting as the way she'd moaned his name. And that's If Hux Could Kill by Elf Maiden of Light. Uh, I like it. Oh, wait. I like it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I loved it, actually, yeah. I, I Like I said, I like the world building in it. I like how not only is it kind of like a new planet, new atmosphere, but also it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, Hux would have to be giving the information. I Like, I don't assume he would just like, dm them be like hello (laughs) hello rebel scum posting it on twitter and he's just like lol these (laughs) these first order bastards have no idea 
and Kylo Ren's just looking at the open channel like, I wish I had friends on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can get Ray to follow me. I'll always have you, Tom. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the bit with the bounty hunter was unexpected. I was actually kind of, when, when I heard it was a bowcaster, I was kind of hoping it was going to be like a Wookiee or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a Wookiee would have been cool. But I'll, I mean, also the, the design we got was really neat. Uh, the battle uh, scene, even though we've obviously didn't read the whole thing, it was very entertaining to read. Very well. Well, yeah, well Very we, well. Uh, it's it's described very well, and it's got a lot of action in it. Yeah, it's got a nice description of the Phi scene. I do recommend it. If anybody wants to go read the full story, the link is in our show notes. The Phi scene's cool. The sex scene's hot. You got temperatures all around. Yeah, I want to say this is probably one of the more classier uh, smut pieces we've done. Usually it's just like, it's kind of like the fan fiction equivalent of like the pizza guy coming in. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Bowser, uh, you don't have any money to pay for pepperoni today. <laughs> <laughs> and Bowser's just like, oh, I'll give you pepperoni. That's usually what happens. But yeah, this one, it's yeah. a bit, this one actually has a story to it. And. I'll admit, I'm still not sure how I feel about them getting hot next to a, a dead, potentially desiccated uh, corpse. Bit much, bit much for me, yeah. Hey, it's hot. I like it. Definitely do the fan art, but not of her dead. Do do like a yeah, the no, live please, version. Yeah, please. Let's get in the live version. Let's get some live concept art. I don't know who I got to call for that. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to check it out, please, Elf Maiden of Light. Um, she is on Twitter. Um, we are retweeting all of her stuff as well as all the Ginger Rose stuff. This is going to be our like Star Wars week, and we might even do a little bit more Star Wars a bit later on in the month as well, but we're enjoying it. It's definitely a time to celebrate all the things we love about Star Wars. If you're a fanfic writer and you love to write fanfic of, of, of anything, whatever your favorite fandom is at the time, email us at looselycannonpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your fanfic. Give us... Give us permission to use it. We would love to. And tell us we're doing great because uh, you are. You're all doing great. Yeah, by the way, there was someone after last week's episode who did email us <laughs> at lucycannonpodcast at gmail.com and told us we were doing great. Oh, I loved it. And that just that just got me going. It got yeah, me through the, the it got me through the week. So appreciate it. Um but that's our episode for this week, guys. Um please, if you could Make sure you rate, review our podcast on whatever platform you're using it on. It really helps us kind of get out there, lets people know that, hey, you know what? We read smut, but we're a good smut reading podcast. Yeah, yeah. but guys, that's going to be our show for this week. Thank you so much. Check us next Monday for a new fanfic. And until then, this has been Loosely Cannon Podcast, and we will catch, catch you, you on, on the flip, flip side. side. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please rate and share our show on whatever platform you are listening on. A big thank you to our fanfic authors for giving us their wonderful stories to share with the world. Please give kudos and support to this week's entry through our show notes. This has been Loosely Cannon, and catch you on the flip side.